0: and welcome back you like the way we did that just swap over here we're <laughs> on the contractor's corner this morning with donnie blanchard with sure top roofing and if you've got questions about something maybe you got a little leak somewhere or you got something that has uh kind of befuddled you and you don't quite know how to do it maybe you need an expert or you need some advice on on what's going on and uh, he's a guy to talk to donnie is uh well, he's a general contractor. He does a lot of roofing. He does uh, interior stuff. He does masonry. He does. Uh, it'd probably be easier to to list the things that he doesn't do in order to uh, give you an idea of what what kind of uh, contractor he is. So, welcome back, Donnie.
1: Hey, thanks, Mark. I appreciate you guys having me again, and um, just really excited. We've had a lot of content here lately, and I go through my show notes every week, and um, <clears throat> just been a little too busy to do that here lately, and. Uh, Yesterday, I went through my my folder, and we have just accumulated about three or four months worth of stuff, and it's just been some really good topics, and I have been blown away by the outreach. I had no idea that WBAG had... <clears throat> as many folks that listen but you know at a, at a ball game for my son hey i heard your radio show we really like it and um you know getting tires the other day a gentleman at the tire store said you're the guy on the radio and mm-hmm. uh anyway it's just it's been a great thing for advertising and when we first set out to do this i really wanted it to come across like a a service not a sales pitch and i hear all the time that i call contractors for this or that and we can't get people to call us back or answer the phone so i saw that as an opportunity to get on here and answer questions for folks who are uh who are having trouble with that because i really enjoy talking about it this lets me stretch my legs so to speak but well, uh, it's been great and we have a lot of fun in here i think and uh everybody at the studio has just been wonderful
0: well we're, we're glad to have you and, and we're glad to you know it's almost like a public service that you're providing right. to the community yes sir. and uh you know if, if somebody can tell me how to fix something that i've been trying to fix for i don't know how long and uh yeah that's that's a, that's that's you can't always you know pop it up on a youtube right. video you that's know it. that's you it. want somebody that has been there and done it and can kind of walk you through it a little bit absolutely yes so, sir so we really appreciate that
1: no problem i was thinking about you last week we need you need a nickname when know big o had owen campbell I, I'm, I'm trying to think of what we can do for mark and- actually,
0: actually i do have a nickname and uh it was uh, a gentleman used to work here many years ago bob Fonrich, and uh-huh. uh, he's he's since passed on but bob was just just uh a uh, force of nature in, mm-hmm. in radio and here in, in Alamance County and up in Rockingham County where I first met him, where I'm mm-hmm. from, and uh, he he at the time there was this television show called Marcus Welby, M.D. Uh, okay, so he called me Welby. Welby, we, okay. You know, so I, don't don't hang that on He's the on, <laughs> he's the only one that I would let do that. But, but everybody's got a nickname, and you know they're not going to see that one on my tombstone. But yeah, uh, anyway,
1: yeah, I'll remember that.
0: Okay, got a caller. Got a caller. Good morning. Welcome to our program.
2: Yes, sir. I got a question. I was uh, noticing the other day I got some roofing nails on top of the house It look like they're pushing up through the shingles. And I was wondering what would be the best way to nail these things back down without uh, knocking a hole through one of the shingles.
1: Right. Well, this is the perfect time of year. Do you have three tab or an architectural shingle currently? Uh, in other words do your shingles look like a brick pattern sir you might want to cut your cut your radio down there got a little echo. Yeah, yeah it's kind of like a brick pattern okay good um that means you probably have a three tab shingle and this is the perfect time of year to fix something like that if you feel comfortable going up there on your own and what, what's happening the source of the the nails backing out it's sort of like a nail pop you see in the drywall on the inside and it's one of those things that with the expansion and contraction of the the wood that's underneath the shingles, you know, that's just something that's typical and it doesn't happen all over the roof. It's usually localized in one area. Uh typically we see it in areas that get more sun exposure like the the southernmost slope of the roof. And uh the best way to to tackle that is if you have a putty knife, you can get up there this time of the year when the shingles aren't as hot as they will be say in, you know, late spring or early summer. And and usually you can with a little bit of care and time, you can pop those shingles loose. To break the seal and then what you want to do there is almost take like a nail punch or something Uh, usually if you can pick the shingle up enough without breaking it you know you can pop that nail back down in place my recommendation is to pull that nail and maybe use something that's a little longer to go back in place of it and so it has a better bite and that will reduce the chance of that happening again
2: okay all right thank you
0: yes sir thanks for calling thanks for your call sir bye-bye yeah that's kind of you you said at the beginning that you know is it three-tab shingle or architectural right. shingles
1: what's what's the difference so the big difference uh three-tab shingles are what we had forever mm-hmm. and that's what you see on a lot of older homes that are uh, that haven't had a roof in the last 20 years but uh, architectural shingles came along you know, 30 years ago and they were a little more expensive they were weren't they weren't very popular and it took a while for them to get a foothold and similar to what's happening with designer shingles right now the architectural shingles came down in price and of course increased in popularity with that alone. But now the big difference is, I want to say the materials themselves are about $15 per square, a square being a 10 by 10 section. So every 10 foot by 10 foot section, it's about $15 more for the architectural over the three-tab. We rarely, rarely ever put a three-tab on now because a three-tab maximum is 25-year shingle. The uh, you, Most three-tabs are about a 20-year, and a lot of people do this if they're going to flip a house or they just don't plan on staying very long and they want a roof as cheap as possible. Mm-hmm. So... With that being said, the labor is the same for both installs. With the material discrepancy I mentioned of the $15, uh, That the, the architecturals at the bare minimum are a 30-year shingle. So right out of the pack, you're getting a 30-year shingle versus a 20 for $15 more per square. If you use a certified contractor, for instance, we're certified with Owens Corning, GAF, And certainty; those are the major players in the roofing world. Uh, They will back you up for a 50-year warranty, so it just doesn't pay to go with a three-tab. If it's there now, then I I recommend riding out the lifespan because, like roofing and heating and air, those are the things that you want to max out before you change. But if you have a three-tab, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that for just a little more money during the replacement, you can get almost double the lifespan, if not more.
0: And they're you, architectural. They're the ones that have a, a kind of a, a well. It's a it's all three-dimensional, but these uh-huh. these are you you look exactly. at the house. These, one is a little bit more raised. It, it
1: it looks better. Yes, sir, it does. We call it a sawtooth pattern. That's how we identify different manufacturers. So a lot of times you can take a up-close picture and then a far away picture, and I'll shoot it to the the reps, and uh, it's kind of a uh, neat trick I use. I'll, I hope none of them are listening right now, but I'll send them the same picture to three different reps across the board and blind carbon copy all three of them so I just have one email going out and I say, "Hey, is this yours?" and they all respond, yes, <laughs> it'll be yes, no, no. So, uh anyway, it's a good way to peg a match if we're trying to do that sort of thing, but yeah. um I, I just I wouldn't recommend anybody towards the three tab if you have a choice in the matter.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's still got. To, I'm sure it's it's good uses like you were talking about. But if you're going to be in a house and you're going to live in it and you're going to be there for a while, oh wow, you got to you're going you're to want something that's uh, that's going to last.
1: Yes, sir. And now the new the new thing that's trending is designer shingles or luxury shingles, and we're actually uh, we're we're a big proponent of that. But they're all special special order, and there's just some things that. Um, the, the, the nuances of the install where you can void the warranty there's just a, a they're a brand new product and there's another 20 lines of shingles that they're predicting in 20 years that we'll have access to and we have access now but they're all special order not very common and uh and of course they're more expensive i want to say On the average, designer shingles, just the shingles themselves, cost more than the labor and materials for architectural. So, of course, it's going to be a while before they they get a foothold. But there are a lot of people out there that want to spend the money on that just because they don't want to look anything like the neighbor next door.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I noticed when you were explaining to to the gentleman that called, and and by the way, you're welcome to call us if you've got a problem or a question or just a comment. You can call us at 336-222-9224, and uh, we're, we're glad to be interrupted on this sort of thing. But you it, it, you talked about prying up and said that, like, there's an adhesive on mm-hmm. each of these yes, now. Yes, It's it, a tar
1: strip that goes along the bottom. Okay. Normally, um, when we install stuff this time of the year, it may take a, a few warm days in a row. And um, got a call. Okay. Let's go. Good morning. Welcome.
3: Yes. Uh, I was wondering, uh, I have an older home that... It's empty now. Yes, sir. And uh, we're trying to do a little remodeling so that we can rent it. But I discovered that we have some soft flooring. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering if you could give me the name of maybe a contractor. If you want me to call your office, I will. Yes, sir.
1: uh, If you could call the office and just give me the
3: name of a contractor that would give an estimate. Go up under the floor and look at you know where it's
1: at and everything and give me an estimate on yes sir i have the perfect person and he handles small jobs like that all the time and uh just very nice guy very thorough but if you'll call the office i will get you lined up with him um kim is my office manager if you just call her at 270-9292 and of course that's 336 area code i'll get with you after the show today and we'll see if we can't get you guys together okay did
0: you get that number sir uh I didn't hear anything you didn't hear anything no sir okay He uh the number uh three three six <laughs> and you said two seven zero two, two nine two nine two two seven zero nine two nine two did you, did you, Wait, you me, no okay have you got your have you got your radio up in the background there or no okay <laughs> uh-uh. that's I'm, all right. uh-huh
3: phone is what it is oh i see
1: you might if you you pick up you might be able to hear us better
3: go ahead i can hear you good
1: okay i have the perfect gentleman for that if you'll just call the office i'll see if i can get you guys together after the show today the number at the office is 336-270-9292 so 270-9292 okay did that get it sir
3: uh I can hear you good, but I the other person.
0: Okay, so. you're not hearing him. He's it's three three six. Okay. Two seven zero. Two
3: seven zero. Ninety two ninety two. Is that his
0: office? Yes, sir. That's uh that's uh that's your top, um, that, that's your top roofing, and then yep. they they have uh, a list of folks that do stuff like this, and and they'll put you in touch. And the okay. young lady you're looking for is Kim. Okay. In, in his office there. I got you. All righty. Thank you. Th- thank you for calling. All right. And uh, that's the kind of thing we want to do here is kind of help folks out with uh, if they got a problem, uh, maybe something they can do on their own, or you know, you need somebody to uh, to do it. Maybe it's a small job or even uh, building a house up to that point. So uh, give us a call 336-222-9224 is our number here at WBAG. Talking with Donnie Blanchard with Suretop Roofing and. Uh, I was looking, uh, this is something I've, I've wondered about. You know, we all have water heaters, and uh, you've got, you're heating up all this water, and you're keeping it hot mm-hmm. all this time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, the new, there's a new thing out there, a tankless water heater. You never run out of water. Right. So uh, what's the advantage?
1: Well, we got this question last week, and this is a good thing. And they've been around for a while, and until you uh, have a need for a tankless water heater, you really don't dive in and do the research to see if, it, see if it's a good fit. But um, I, I was meditating on this question and basically laying out the pros and the cons. The uh, pros, so, of course, a tankless water heater is about, a, uh, say, two foot by two foot and about six inches wide. And it will mount in a closet or, you know, a lot of people have those outside because they're connected to gas lines and that sort of thing. So if you have a tight space, you don't have room for a traditional water heater, uh, of course, that's that's an option that you could entertain the other thing is they are incredibly efficient. Like you mentioned, they don't heat the water up like a big, you know, fifty-gallon, forty-gallon water heater. They keeps forty gallons warm, even though you only use a, a few. And um, uh, so, so efficiency-wise, they're great. Uh, uh, however, when I get to the cons, I, I'd say I'd lean away from these if you can help it. Uh, the other thing they claim that there's a big savings there, but an ele- I have an electric water heater at my house, and I know we pay next to nothing for the hot water and these things, they make an electric version of this, which is incredibly expensive and not very efficient. But the, uh, for the most part, they all operate on natural gas or propane. So uh, if you're in the country and you don't have the luxury of natural gas, have yeah. a call. Let's yeah. do it. Okay. Good
0: morning. Welcome to our program.
3: Yes. Uh, I was listening a couple of weeks ago, and you were talking about chimney and leaking. Yes, ma'am. And I definitely have that problem. And I also have a small building that is has a bad leak. And, okay. um I've called a couple of times your number and talked with someone, but nobody's ever got back with
1: me. I and understand.
3: I, I really am desperate. Uh, t-
1: okay. t- tell, tell me your name, and I'll, I'll make sure that somebody gets in touch with you today.
3: Okay. Betty yes, Morris. Ma'am. Okay. My number is 264
1: I have your information, Mrs. Morris, and I really appreciate you calling. I'll talk to you here shortly.
3: Okay, thank you. Yes, ma'am.
1: Thank you for calling. Mm -hmm. Bye, bye. Good morning. Welcome to
0: our program. Hello, hello. Okay, they gave up. Sorry, yeah, don't give up on us. Uh, Keep keep ringing, and uh, it might take us a moment because we're answering a call or uh, stuff like that, or trying to give an explanation. Mm -hmm. But we Uh, were talking about the the tankless water heaters and and the efficiency. And yes, sir,
1: the uh, pros. uh, The efficiency, of course, they're they're very efficient if you have. uh, if they fit the need for your house, of course the savings you may save a hundred, two hundred dollars a year, and I don't know that that's worth it in most cases. But let me get to the cons. The cons are so basically what I mentioned about the propane. And the natural gas, if you have natural gas, it's, it's tremendously cheaper than the propane. If you live in the country, you know, of course, you have to have a propane tank and that sort of thing. So really, I don't think a tankless water heater makes a lot of sense in the country because obviously if you're out that way, you've got more space than in the city, and you know, the space uh, doesn't doesn't re- uh, regulate what kind of water heater you can use in most cases. But the other thing is, is volume uh, demand. You know, I wrote this down because a lot of people call this hot water on demand, and they think they can turn the faucet on and you've got instant hot water on your hands. That's not what it means, and it means that it only heats up water as you call for it, and the deal is w- with that is you know, it's still going to be – it's going to take its time to run through all the hot water pipes. When you call for it from the faucet or from the shower, it's still going to take a while to get there, the same as another water heater, but a lot of people – they they focus on these things because they just think they have instant hot water and they don't have to wait but that's not the case
0: yeah you, you've always got uh, to run that that water through there and i've got uh a, <laughs> i don't know what it is the situation it's, it's it's been the way of course since we had the house but uh-huh. you it's uh, i can it's it's just six feet from mm-hmm. my, my faucet to the water heater and mm-hmm. it's like it's a minute and a half before i get hot oh, water yeah. and that doesn't make sense to me but i understand there's probably a distribution mm-hmm. It comes into the house. There's distribution and that sort of thing. Yes, sir. So, the
1: plumber's called a cold water sandwich, and uh-huh. so you've got you know, hot here, uh, hot over here, and all the cold's got to get out in between. So um, that that is the uh, one of the cons is, like I said, it, the volume and demand, and, and normally these things won't heat up enough hot water. Say I have a family of five, and it wouldn't fit me at all because it'll only, you know, two people taking a shower at once would consume all the hot water, and heaven forbid you run the dishwasher at the same time that's going on. Uh, right now, I have three women in my house, well, two girls and my wife, and uh, we have an 80-gallon water heater, and we've never had any problems, but uh, interestingly enough, the 80-gallon water heater only cost about $150 extra for the whole year, more than a 40-gallon, so we have it in our basement, wow. so it's in a controlled atmosphere, and, and I'm, just a, I'm a fan of all electric everything. I'm not a uh, gas guy, and anything that's going to take gas is usually going to be... Uh, maybe the efficiency is there and uh, the, the cost savings definitely is not. And so um, the last thing I want to say about these is the venting requirements are pretty stringent. You know, if you've got these on in an interior space, you've got to go out through the roof. And so that's just one more roof penetration. And it's a, of course, a double wall, Uh, vent that can handle heat and that sort of thing so you know it's just the uh, several things that that work against these things but if if you're in a situation where you just don't have very much space and it's just a couple of you living in the house I think that it would work you know these these traditionally were developed in Europe because they ran out of space over there they couldn't build they couldn't do anything else so they just had to get smarter about how they did things and that's where these things really took off and you know, they've got a pretty good foothold here, but I just wouldn't spend the money unless it's a perfect fit.
0: Okay, okay. Well, once again, I'd like to remind you our number. We can uh, take some calls from you. had a couple of good calls, and uh, we're, we're here to help. So uh, give us a call. Don't give up on us. We're either answering the call or trying to, to uh, finish out the uh, explanation of a question. 336-222-9224. Uh, well, some folks are, are interested in doing a basement in their next house. You know, I assume they're building. Mm-hmm. And uh, what kind of walls would you recommend to go with? You kind know, of, There's, I guess, precast, concrete forms, or traditional masonry. Right.
1: Well, so this question came in a couple weeks ago, and we just didn't get to it last week. But I've already spoken to these folks. And um, without a long, long explanation, you know, the big difference in these is uh, the amount of joints that you have. So I'll start there. With traditional masonry, of course, uh, you'll have a 12-inch block wall, and it's going to be piece by piece. You know, the masons are going to set up the scaffolds. They're just going to start and, and go one block at a time until they get that up out of the ground. And basically, those aren't bad, uh, but they, they cost about the same as the other with traditional masonry. And, you know, everything from the R value for the insulation, the uh, the leak potential is the big thing. Okay. Caller.
0: okay. We'll get back to that in a moment. Okay. Good morning. Welcome.
2: Hey. Hi.
0: Good morning. Good morning.
2: I've got a question for you. Who who sells and services those uh, gas hot water
0: heaters? Those, the tankless
2: on demand water
1: heaters. Yeah, well, I I use a, a gentleman named here, Phil Can Trail, for my plumbing, and he. For you I'm sorry. Yeah, he. Uh, I think
0: he was asking if you if you service them uh-huh. or or somebody
1: else. No, yeah. sir. Unfortunately, not. I'm I'm not a licensed plumber, but what I would recommend I'm is
0: about switching. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about switching out
2: my. Tank water heater, tank water heater to mm-hmm. uh, what do you call on demand water heater. Yes, sir. Tankless water heater.
1: Right. I have a plumber that I've been using for a decade, and unfortunately, he he doesn't really uh, take service calls and that sort of thing. He he just does new construction primarily. My recommendation would be to call Carolina Supply, which is the plumbing where, uh, supply house over on Mebbin Street by the YMCA. He
0: wants, a, I think, he wants a new one. He's, he's oh. thinking about switching over to the right. to the tankless. Right. So.
1: Well, the carolina supply they they sell these things and they can tell you which one of their plumbers is oh. is uh certified to put these in so i believe y'all's
2: connections over there
1: okay okay you can
2: <laughs> hear somebody talking but i can't
1: are, are you on the speakerphone sir
2: no
0: okay um uh, i don't understand what the problem is yeah we've this is a bugaboo we've had uh, crop up before i apologize for that but uh what he was suggesting can you hear me okay i can hear you okay well, uh, what he was suggesting was go to Carolina Supply, uh, Plumbing Supply, and I believe they were on Mevin Street across from uh, Pine Hill Cemetery. And uh, th- they've got uh, a list of some folks that are qualified to, to put that sort of uh, uh, tankless water heater into your uh, home, and they can give you some suggestions and, and that sort of thing. And I'm, I'm sure they probably carry those items over there, too. They do, yes, sir. Well,
2: what, what we got is the bathrooms on one end of the house. And the kitchen and the and the uh, clothes washing apparatus is on the other end of the house, and uh, you know that that means that what, a long ways to get hot water to the kitchen.
0: Yeah, water heater on one end, and where you need it's on the other. Yeah, that sounds like I designed that one. Huh? That sounds like something I would design. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> So i was I was thinking about putting a, a tankless water heater on 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 each end of the to service the each end of the house okay. putting
0: two in okay put one on each end of the house what uh
1: is that I mean do folks usually do that well, sort of thing so or? the thing I would recommend is when you go when you talk to this plumber I think that you should ask him about a circulating pump I think that the product was called a hot water lobster that I remember from ever so long ago but it's a circulating pump that'll go under it'll go under one of your fixtures so you wouldn't need two water heaters necessarily i believe that it will just circulate the hot water and keep it there under the appliance that you need that's so far away from the hot water connection
0: so it might save you some money and you'd only need one water heater there
2: but then you're back to using a Tank type water
0: heater. Well, this is, this would be the uh, are you are you thinking about adding one or or replacing what you have with a tankless or? Yeah, I'm thinking about
2: replacing what I have
0: with. a... Okay. Well, what he's oh. yeah, what he's suggesting is is a tankless water heater that uh, you you could have uh, on on the one end of your house and there's something he called a lobster that would keep it circulating under the uh, appliances or the sink or or the um, uh, laundry room or whatever for your house so that that's something and this is this is all new to me but uh I, they would be able to tell you about that at uh the uh plumbing supply dealer there yeah okay
2: well i enjoy the show
1: all Yes, right. sir thanks for Th- calling
0: thank you sir bye-bye
1: all right. Hey, you mentioned uh, on the outreach, I wanted to put out there that we've had, we get these email questions, and the email address that I've been using is Contractor Corner Questions with an S at gmail.com. I also have a Facebook page for Contractor Corner that I post most of the stuff that we talk about, so I've just got some really good reads on there. If anybody's interested in connecting with me there, it's uh, FB for Facebook, FB.me for me backslash contractor corner so fb.me backslash contractor corner uh, jumping back on the masonry question i'll try to go through this pretty quick All
0: right. we got we got a call here we'll go ahead and take that call good morning welcome to our program
3: hey mark
1: yes sir
2: this is your treasure at crime stoppers i've got one of those circulating hot water pumps under the house
1: uh-huh
2: it's just an impeller that circulates the water through the lines and it works good
1: Okay, okay. Is that the, the, the lobster, I think he said? It's or? probably a different brand. That I hot. Know, all I know is the circulating, a circulating pump. pump. Yes, okay. sir. That's the same principle. It's just but
3: got an impeller in the pump. That's all. It just circulates the water around.
1: Very okay. simple concept. You're right.
3: There's no charge for that. I'll, I'll, I'll let
2: you
0: go for that. I'll, no charge. I'll, I know I'll have to pay for that somewhere down the road. Okay. Well,
3: <laughs> well, you probably, probably will in the next meeting.
0: All right, all right. Well, I will see you
1: there then.
3: Um, so you
1: know you talking to now. I do. I, I know who you are. All right, buddy. All right, bye, bye. Good day.
0: You Thanks too. for calling. Yeah,
1: man. So uh, back on the the masonry walls, and I'll try to go. I said that the number of joints is the big issue. So with traditional masonry, it's block by block, and uh, really you can get away with that just fine. Uh, there's no cost savings really there, and sometimes that could cost even more than what I'm about to get into with the precast and the uh, concrete formed walls. But mainly, uh, the waterproofing agent is is probably the most important thing. You want to coat all that masonry. And all those mortar joints with some sort of waterproofing agent, and then beyond that, you want to put a protective board over that, so that when you're doing the backfill portion and you're dumping the dirt or gravel or what have you against it, you don't damage the waterproofing that you just put on there. So that's all pretty important. And of course, the you know the acid content in our rain will just eat away at that block and mortar over time if you don't have the waterproofing in place. Uh, moving right along to the concrete forms, the concrete forms are, are great. Um, it, it basically they don't have any joints, so you'll have a concrete contractor come in there, and he'll set all the forms, braces, and that sort of thing. And, of course, the walls are going to be solid. So, everything will connect with – each wall will connect to the adjacent wall with no seams. And that's always an attractive feature when you're talking about the waterproof portion. If you have a full basement with no walkout and you have four walls, you know, the, the poured walls are probably my my second choice. And uh, the reason I say that I have the precast walls in my basement And my father, being a footing subcontractor, I was always scared of these precast walls because they don't actually have a footing. And that just scared me to death uh, before I I took the plunge. But I did my research. I looked at all the the testing and that sort of thing. And the guy who actually sold me on these, because these things are, basically you have a bed of gravel, about 12 inches of gravel that they sit on. And, you know, you tamp the gravel right where the wall's going to sit, which tamping it doesn't do a lot. It just kind of compacts it in one place. But, um... The guy who sold me on this said that the they adopted this technology from the railroad. So if you think about a freight car passing over a train track, you know all it's sitting on is the gravel, and the gravel is just superior in terms of drainage. Uh, if you get water down beside your basement wall, you know that hydrostatic pressure is another force to contend with. But with the gravel base, any water that gets down there just hits the gravel and it runs. So these things sit on a gravel base, and and like I said, that the, the engineering all tests out okay. Got another call?
0: We do. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to our program. Hello? Hello. Good morning.
1: How are you today?
0: Doing well. What can we do for you?
3: I had a gentleman come into my house and tell me that I needed to buy smoke detectors that cost about $50 each, and then I found (laughs) out that he was trying to sell me a whole system. What is the general rule for where you put your smoke detector? He said to never put a smoke detector in the kitchen. I'd just like to know where we need to put them. Do we need to also buy them that have the battery and the electrical tied in? I recommend, I'll hang up and give me a good answer. Okay. Thank you.
0: Thank you for your call. Bye-bye. Okay.
1: Yeah, that sounds good. Um, so basically with the, uh, the building code now, they overdo these smoke detectors, and they all need to be in a continuous loop, so they all need to be connected. So as if one goes off, they set them all off. And I want to say it's one foot inside of each doorway for a bedroom. And then, of course, we have them in our hallways as well. In the kitchen, uh, that's kind of a preference thing. I don't think it's a building code issue there, but uh, I don't have these personally. But I do know that they have the smoke detectors out now that are connected to your smartphone so it will alert your smartphone it's one of these apps where you can control the thermostat smoke detectors co uh monitors things like that will all talk to your smartphone and alert you but to answer your question on the the battery backup i think at the very least yes sir have an independent smoke detector that has a battery backup
2: that's all the time we
0: have today for contractors corner with donnie blanchard Join Donnie next Wednesday morning at 1130 as he answers questions for home fix-up projects with handy hints and workshop
2: tips. All presented by Sure Top Roofing, 537 Huff and
0: Mill Road, Burlington.